0: Hello and welcome back to The Millennial and The Mom. I'm Maddie, The Millennial. And I'm Katie, The Mom. And this is our second go around on the intro because mom is in the middle of nowhere and her Wi-Fi won't work. So if you can't hear her, we tried our best. I mean, this is the problem
1: of trying to record on the road, which we are definitely on the road right now. This is a start of week four of a two month road trip. So um, very good timing to talk about minimalism since I only have the possessions that
0: fit in my car right now. And by car, we mean luxury SUV and the rest of them are in 4,800 square feet in the state of Texas. I feel like
1: you just, this podcast is an opportunity for you to just rag on me, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay. At least you got the square footage of my house, correct? Um, I know. Well, that's
0: the benefit of recording the intro twice, I guess. I know.
1: Oh, but my corrections of you in the first go round were so much better. But yes, listen, I I live... Well, we've moved so much. It's not like I've hoarded stuff. It's not like I've got 30 years of stuff that have like been in the same place. I do try to leave stuff out. Just the emotional baggage. Oh, oh, the emotional baggage is heavy and it is extensive. That's another episode. We're not talking about emotional baggage right now.
0: No, no. Um, but in no, case it's we're, not... We're, I was just going to say, in case it's not clear, we're talking about minimalism minimalism tonight. If you listened last week, we talked about interior design and a lot of that had to do with our belongings and all of that. So we decided we'd do a full episode on minimalism, also known as why we can't stop buying shit. So (laughs) if that is you, you're not alone. I mean, but let's just talk about the
1: tongue twister of the millennial and the mom talk about minimalism. That's a lot in one sentence, but we're going to do it anyways. But Maddie, anyways, before we get started, what's going on with you? Have you had a good weekend?
0: Yeah, it's Sunday night. It's been a good weekend. I really have not been doing much. We were traveling last weekend or I traveled last weekend and Drew and I are going to be out of town next weekend. So I did about seven loads of laundry. And I organized my house or my apartment, whatever you want to call it. So I actually, this is a good topic for me because I had some tough moments where I was like, "Okay, throw out the six bags of throat lozenges we have in the under the bathroom cabinet," or like throw out all this random stuff Wait, like that. did you throw out six bags of throat lozenges? Because if you did, you're sure to end up with a
1: sore throat and that worries me.
0: Do you have any throat lozenges left? No, but okay. So Drew, I mean, I am a vocal creator as well now with this podcast. But, <laughs> but Drew's like entire life is like talking. And so he... It's probably bad. Maybe it's addicting like ChapStick. I don't know. But he goes through a lot of throat lozenges. And so he has a couple bags that he keeps like in his work bag, in his dresser, like all this stuff. But then whenever I'm sick, I buy a bag. So we literally like have a small Ricola factory worth of Oh my goodness. Oh, because he's got to use the throat
1: lozenges for like work when he's going on air and stuff to be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The podcast isn't that extensive yet. So I don't need to start (laughs) using them. For our weekend. We're not going to start
1: doing vocal training exercises.
0: Wait, okay. What do you you do? Like, me, 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 me. Is that what you do? Okay, no, that's like such a side note. So I you know if you go back to one of our first episodes like I love true crime it's like what I listen to and it's usually but if I'm not watching friends I'm usually scouring like HBO or Netflix for just some twisted documentary I can watch but I've told myself maybe as my therapy is like healing my inner child I don't know that I'm like I don't need to 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 watch these like graphic documentaries every weekend so I started watching well, I watched it growing up, keeping up with the Kardashians, but I missed that they started a new show on Hulu, The Kardashians. And so I started watching the Hulu show that has three seasons. And I I watched like the entire first season in like a week. And then I'm on the second season. But Drew wait, is- wait, 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 wait. It's still The Kardashians. They just changed the name of their show the the original show was keeping up with the kardashians this is just the kardashians so did the keeping up with the kardashians did that stop they don't have yeah anymore? i think the last time i watched that like as it was coming out was probably like my freshman or sophomore year of college i think there was okay. a couple more seasons but then there was a hiatus and so the first season i think was filmed in like 2020 or 2021 of the hulu show but anyway, Drew has like been watching a couple episodes here and there with me. Like he's gotten so into it. It's so funny. He like his commentary, but it you doing the vocal exercises reminded me of like cuz Courtney is now married to Travis Barker or Travis whatever. The 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 guy with all the tattoos, Travis. Um but but sh- so he's like, Chris, you need to record a Christmas song. And so she goes into the studio and she like can't sing to save her life and she's doing all these vocal warm-ups of like Joe <laughs> like <laughs> and it's so freaking funny. I, someone at work described watching it as like taking your brain out and like putting it in hot water like it's just like literally so freaking stupid, but it's so relaxing because it's just like them, Driving around, eating salads, like it's a oh great my time. God. It is too much. That is too much. um Well,
1: I'm, I'm sure the Kardashians probably should not be our guests to talk about minimalism. I don't feel like they live a very minimalistic life, but we are going to be talking about minimalism. So, I mean, as we get into it, though, what? How would you define minimalism?
0: What's your definition of minimalism? I think it's not. It's just. It's just buying just what you need okay how do you define it like okay let me give you an example of that like if I'm some of this is me having learned from living in a small a small place like I really was having to think in the aisle of Trader Joe's yesterday when Drew and I went grocery shopping I was like we have no pasta sauce right now should I buy one or two jars like do I have enough room for the second okay jar of okay pasta? <laughs> pasta sauce yeah Whereas
1: you- I'm like, pasta sauce is on sale. This is the kind I want to buy. Let me buy five jars. Then I don't have to buy pasta sauce for a while. But again, I have more space. I But I don't actually think either of those are a very good example of minimalism. I think that minimalism... Okay, I, I also think it has to do with different parts of your life. But let's stick with the kitchen analogy since you started with that. To me, minimalism in the kitchen area is not it's somewhat about stuff right do you need like 10 different sets of measuring cups no you need one set of measuring cups you need a peeler you probably don't need all sorts of you know now there's like an appliance for every single thing Mm -hmm. it's like we don't need all these like i mean a rice cooker is great but do you need a rice cooker because last time i checked you just make rice in a pot so you know, I, mean, I don't know, you, so you I have it's... a rice cooker, I don't <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have a rice cooker. You're so, no you
0: you you got, are... you got rid of it because you when I was in high school, you used to make me chicken for my salads for lunch in the rice cooker. Right. And maybe that's another episode about how I made your hot lunch for you all the way through
1: (laughs) high school. Different episode. But I gave the rice cooker to Meredith for what it's worth. I don't know if she has it anymore because she purges like crazy. What I am saying, (laughs) we can get back to the topic at hand. What I am saying is that when you're talking about minimalism in the kitchen. I think that is a good point because it's not about how many jars of pasta sauce you have. It's like how many different jars of pasta sauce do you have? Or are you like, I know I like this one pasta sauce. I'm going to buy it when I see it. Maybe I'm going to buy two because it's on sale or you know whatever. But I'm not going to be the type of person who's going to be continually trying all these different pasta sauces and buying a million different flavors. That to me is more minimalist. It's like when you're editing down parts of your life into Mm -hmm. just what you know what works right so i think that yes your space dictates that you you know can only have one maybe two jars of pasta sauce maybe my space dictates i can have a few more but i'm not going to have 10 different brands i mean i'm i have like when we're making
0: (laughs) pasta sauce i don't know what what do you have a comment about that too no, no, I think it's just funny. Well, unfortunately, Marie Kondo declined our request to to be on this episode. <laughs> so we're this having to just- sauce bring us joy. <laughs> we're just having to kind of free ball this as we go. but no I think I I think you I think what you're saying this is what happens I've had three quarters of a glass of wine because it took so long to get this podcast up and running I Um, am slap happy this is not good no but I think it's I think I think what you're saying is a little bit of a deeper level it's it's kind of like the people who make a capsule wardrobe it's like you do not need to go into your closet every day and have this like huge crisis of what should I wear it's like you have five shirts you like you'll wear one of them. Same thing with the pasta sauce. You don't need to be like, am I do feeling roasted garlic tonight or just marinara or right, chini right. alfredo? Like, I know this is what I like. So I agree. Right. It's, it's more so keeping things just simple.
1: Well, but let's talk about the wardrobe because whether or not you have a enormous walk-in closet, the size of your daughter's apartment and, or you have a small closet, the reality is I mean, I have a big closet. I have a lot of stuff in there and I maybe touch or wear 10% of it. So, I mean, that, and that's frustrating to me because I'm like, why do I get all these clothes? when I mean, I literally, I have this great, dress from the Nordstrom sale and Mm -hmm. when I mean the Nordstrom sale I mean the Nordstrom sale of 2022 (laughs) it still has the tags on it it's a cute dress somebody invite me somewhere that I can wear this dress I mean what kind of dress is it it's like a red dress I don't know it's just like a red it's like I I would say it's a work dress but then I know you're just going to bring up the fact that I'm not
0: working right now but maybe I'll need to stress. I was I was joking because you're in Vermont right now and I I like designed all of or I redesigned all these houses on Zillow that I found in Vermont and then Drew I was showing Drew all of them and then I was like but like they're going to New Hampshire next and New Hampshire is better because there's there's no income tax and he was like do they have income right now and I was like, I, I don't know, but they seem really concerned. Um, so no I mean, listen, income comes in various sources. So
1: but what I'm saying is about the wardrobe, I love the idea of a capsule wardrobe. I think fundamentally, most people and I would say not even gender specific you tend to wear the same types of things over and over, yes. right? And why do we, I mean, I'll see something like in a store or I'll see something, you know, someone posting on social media. And I was like, oh, look at them. They're wearing this bright color, this floral top, this belt, this, that, this and that. And I think, oh, I want that. And then I get it. And guess what? I never wear it.
0: Yeah, no. So I actually am really, I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself. Like, I feel like I'm really taking my time recently to like invest in my wardrobe and try to find my own sense of style which is maybe it's an episode all in itself but I I have so a lot of the people I work with are older than me they've been in high-paying jobs for a lot longer than I have and so they have these like really beautiful clothes and like they take good care of their stuff and so it's definitely showed me that like okay like I can take care of my stuff, too, because I'm just kind of like a girl to wash it on hot, dry it on hot, and just be oh! when my sweater is who, is who is your mother? But I, so I have been wearing for probably, I got them for one of my internships in college. So at least five, five, maybe six years ago, I've had multiple pairs of these Sam Edelman loafers. They're like the classic Gucci knockoffs that Sam Edelman does. I've had two or three pairs of them. They're $150 a pop. So I've spent probably three fifty on these loafers, and I have wanted the Gucci ones for so long. But I'm like, no, those are nine hundred dollars. Like that doesn't make sense. Like that's a lot of money. But I'm like, okay. In five years, I've gone through three pairs. It's like they only last about a year because the quality is not as good, and I wear them a lot. I I'm like they're not very nice, so I don't take them off and wear like my sneakers to commute. I just wear the shoes, whatever. Um, and so I almost was, I was at Nordstrom Rack last weekend when I was in Boston and I tried on this pair of like Cole Haan loafers and they were probably like $200 and they were on sale for a hundred. And I was like, oh, Cole Haan's like a little bit better quality than Sam Edelman. Like I could get these or whatever, but I was like, no, because I want the Gucci ones. I would rather just wait until I'm in a place where I can buy those and feel good about it and not like I'm wasting my money or whatever. And know that like, if I take good care of them, I could have them for like 10 years or more. You know what I mean? So I think that's true. Like building a capsule wardrobe is like, I know that's what I want. So I'm just going to wait until I can get that. I'm yeah. not going to buy well, a bunch of stuff as a replacement. like Because I know if I'm like, oh, I'm only spending 150 then I'll also get another pair of flats or I'll get another whatever. And right. then I have more stuff that I didn't actually want.
1: No, I agree. And I think that people then kind of become known for their style, right? We overestimate how much people are paying attention to what we're wearing. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you should wear the exact same thing every single day. I mean, unless you're Steve Jobs or you know someone who's doing that, Mark Zuckerberg. But it, I mean, I think you can get kind of this sense of style and then just stick with it. And you can change it up with you know little things here and there, but it is hard. It's, there's so much right now, of fast fashion which Mm -hmm. has a lot of concerns and we need to be concerned about that for a lot of reasons I don't tend
0: to order I don't order a lot of clothing off of Amazon no Um, I don't think I've ever maybe I bought like a swimsuit cover-up or something but I I don't I know Meredith and Abby buy more clothes than I do off of Amazon like in general they they are big and they have some good finds that they have but I just always am like I just never feel good about the quality and I'm like I don't know like it's hard to tell like is it going to be like the right size it's always coming from like overseas and I which I know a lot of my clothes I buy probably if it's like Abercrombie or something else I'm sure they're made in some terrible factory somewhere else, but at least I'm like, I know the size because I've tried it on in the store. Right, right. So I mean, I think with clothes, it's really
1: being comfortable having that much more pared down, you know, set of options. I will say there's like a really funny, you know, meme out in social media. That's something to the effect of like, you know, I thought uh, I was led to believe when I was younger, that being able to take an outfit from day to night was going to be a much bigger part of my life oh, it's like you get sucked into these narratives and it's like when have I ever needed a day to night outfit in one day I mean I'm not running off to galas at night nor am I like you know wearing sweatpants during the day that it's so off from wanting to go out and do something at night I mean it's yeah. just it's funny right because we buy these things it's like the dress I bought at the Nordstrom sale which again it's a cute dress but I mean how many how many times am I wearing a dress these days
0: Yeah. And I think too, like I did not shop the Nordstrom sale this year. I try really hard now. I'm more cognizant when I see like Labor Day sales or like I follow a bunch of influencers and they'll always be posting stuff and I'll like go click the link. And then I kind of have to remind myself. I'm like, I wasn't, I wasn't on Instagram to try to shop. Like I've been not, this is not to say I've never been influenced. Like I have a fair amount of stuff I've bought like on a whim, but I think I'm more cognizant now. Like I'm like, okay, when I'm, like the other weekend, I was like, I need a couple shirts for work this summer that like I've kind of blown through the ones I was wearing and and whatever. So I I specifically went and I was like, I'm gonna buy a couple shirts at anthropology. And like that was it. And I think it's like I like I'm trying to force myself to like when I really need something to sit down and actually just like buy it in the moment because otherwise, like I add a million things to my cart and I'm like, oh, and then I never buy it. And then I'm like, oh. Now I have nothing to wear because I didn't buy that. So I'm just kind of like, right. it's it's a hard cycle to break though, especially in today's day and age when like, like you said, like fast fashions everywhere. It's like all of these people on Instagram, like doing hauls. And it feels like they're like getting packages delivered like every day. And then you just have to remind yourself, like, I don't need that much stuff.
1: Well, and I think that is part of the issue, right? Is, you know, you, one of the questions you had asked me earlier, it's like before the age of Amazon, did I feel like about the same amount of stuff? I mean, it was different. You had to go to the store to buy it right? Mm -hmm. And you had, you know, typically, you tried it on. So number one, trying things on, you know, eliminates hopefully bringing home things that don't fit or you don't like, but we did order from catalogs. I know that's like a blast. So past. I and... remember
0: ordering from catalogs. I used to circle what I wanted in like the, land oh, yeah. the catalog. Right. I mean, cause they didn't have a store, but I mean, I think it, of course it's
1: gotten so much easier to just click and have a package delivered. I will say that is the one interesting thing about this two month road trip. I can't order anything. I can't have anything shipped because I don't have an address. We're moving around every like, you know, five to seven days. And there have been a couple of things that I'm like, that I actually needed one of them being the cord for the microphone for this podcast that I have to wait until we're in like, buy like a Best Buy. So the one time we were, I got a cord, and it turned out to be the wrong cord. So now, I mean, I have to wait till, you know, probably a couple of weeks, I'll be by another Best Buy. Um, so, you know, it's just, I can't just order anything up. And there happened a few times when I clicked on a link for something through like a social media post. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, that's, you know, I don't even know what it was, whether it was clothes or something for the home. But I was like, well, I, I can't get that. I can't get that because I don't, I don't have anywhere to send it. And I, no one's home to get the package. So I think that is something that it ha- it has been hard for, for the whole minimalist movement is just the absolute ease of purchasing things and getting them quickly. And it's created that instant gratification cycle, which we all know doesn't leave you very satisfied.
0: No. And I think, well, and and I think, you know, ordering things online and e-commerce and all that, like it's probably done a lot for like size inclusivity and like. I know like as a tall girly, like I'm 5'10", like I love when I know like I can go online and I can order the long in something and all of that. But I think that has made shopping in stores harder for me because I know I'm like, and it's almost like, and there's this whole, you know, change in how we shop and things are now more e-commerce and it's like our mall's dying, like all of that. And I do think that a lot of retail stores have been under invested in recently. And so it's like, you go in to the mall and you've like prepared yourself. Like, I'm going to try on a bunch of stuff. I'm just going to buy what they have. And then they have like, and there's nothing to try on. There's nothing to try on. They have yes. it in one size and one color. And they're like, but we'll order it for you. And it's like, well, I'll just freaking go online and see all the colors. myself. Like I don't need you to do that in the store. And so right. I have been disappointed before. And like my husband tells me all the time, he's like, I'll be like, oh, like I need whatever. And then like, I'm scouring online for it. He's like, why don't you just like go to the mall? And I'm like, because I'm going to go to the mall and they're going to tell me they don't have my size and they're just going to have to order it for me anyway. And then I wasted 30 minutes going to and from the mall. Like I could have just sat at home and done it in like five minutes. So I do think like there's some balance of like, yes, you could say in theory, like I'm just going to go and like whatever they have, I will buy. But if you are trying to be cognizant in buying things that you really want, it's sometimes not beneficial to go buy it in person because they probably won't have it. Well, I do think that,
1: you know, it's a double-edged sword because I do think it is more, there are more sizes. There's more um, inclusivity in terms of sizes, but they're not in the stores. Many, many brands Mm -hmm. who say they're size inclusive are not carrying them in the stores. That is from personal experience, let me tell you. And that's very frustrating. And that leads to the whole idea around returns, right? And I mean, your father, my husband, gives me such a hard time because
0: I am- That is It's like in the man's handbook.
1: I am just a maniac about returns. The minute I get something, I literally will try it on. If it doesn't fit, sometimes that same day, I put it back in the mail. (laughs) I'm like, I don't like my returns sitting around because number one, you've got that money sitting out there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, I do think that there are quite a few stores that I've heard of recently that are starting to really crack down on returns. And I do get frustrated with some of the um, brands that are having more size inclusivity, but then they're charging for returns. But yet you can't go into the store and get the sizes that you want to try on. So you're kind of stuck with that. So that it's that whole cycle. And I think that, you know, when you look at minimalism, it's just that idea of just narrowing down your options of even where you shop, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that you can be more minimalistic in terms of, you know, it's like, okay, I'm only going to buy, you know, clothes from these two stores that I know have things that fit me, they're the quality I want, or whatever. Um, And you get to know brands, rather than like, every single time you need to buy something, it's like the whole, you know, every selection in the world, you're going to start going through.
0: Yeah, and I really, I feel like I've talked about this brand on the podcast before, but I really like Quince. And they have it's it's kind of like an Everlane or I can't think of any other ones where they Jenny sell- Kane no Jenny Kane is like the antith- antithesis of Quince. Quince oh. tells you like like okay this sweater cost us seventeen dollars to make. We're selling it for sixty dollars, the equivalent because a lot of the stuff they knock off or they don't knock off but they make like white label or or whatever it is black. I don't, I don't know where they're, they're It's almost like a knockoff of Jenny Kane, a lot of their stuff. Okay. So it's like, okay. okay, it costs us $20 to make this. We're selling it for 60. Jenny Kane would be selling it for 200. And so it's like, it's kind of like Everlane where they tell you the cost to manufacture it and then what their market okay. is. So you're getting like, I feel like I have a couple of their cashmere sweaters, which I think they go for like between like 70 and a hundred dollars. And a lot of places, a cashmere sweater would be like a couple hundred dollars, and I feel like the quality was really good. They lasted more than one season. Like I'm, I'm. They're to- they're in perfect condition to wear, you know, this year. Um, but it's kind of like that thing of they just make it's very. And my style is pretty, pretty basic. Like I don't wear a lot of patterns. I don't wear a lot of colors. Like that's I want like black, whites, grays. Um, and a lot of their stuff is just like good quality basics. Yeah, that gets into the
1: issue of like. Taking care of things, whether it's clothes or, you know, you mentioned shoes, even housewares and stuff. I mean, I think it's, I struggle because I would rather at different places that we've lived, I've had really good, like, we finally have found someone where we're living now that's like excellent with like shoes. So I can take mm-hmm. a heel in and have them put a new heel on it. I know it's going to be a quality job. So I have a pair of boots that I have had since. I mean, I've had these for at least 25 years. They're Mm -hmm. a heeled leather boot from, they're actually, I think they're, um, I think they're Cole Haan. And they were I mean, at the time, I remember when I bought them, I was like, I can't believe I'm spending this much on them. But those things have been rehealed. The soul has been um, worked on and they're they're still great boots. So the question is, is it's like you've got to find this stable of people who can help you maintain things so that you get more out of them. But it's becoming harder to find those people. It's harder to find some of the people to do that type of work. And I think some of the newer stuff, even though it's billed as higher quality, maybe isn't quite as high quality as, you know, this pair of boots from 25 years ago that I keep just having, you know, resold or rehealed. It can handle that.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. It's like the same thing. Like, I feel like we have a fridge that's probably like seven years old. And like, we need a new fridge. But you see like homes on Zillow or like you're looking at it and it's like from the 70s and you're like okay, this fridge is still kicking. Like my seven-year-old fridge is like, whatever. Like things just aren't made the same way anymore, which is a real bummer. And it doesn't help the minimalist cause. Um, Well, I I will tell you a funny
1: funny story about maintaining something. So- about 25 years ago there this was a, a gal who actually used to babysit you guys when you were little this is when we lived in Connecticut and she had for had for her summer job she sold cutco knives and some people know about these cutco knives and it's like it's supposed to be this like lifetime guarantee of these knives whatever i bought a set of knives from this woman from this girl i'm sorry she was like a teenager at the time um cuz i you know i wanted to support her this was her summer job she was a great babysitter for us well i ended up keeping those knives i literally my mom, your grandmother, gave us a set of knives when we moved into the house we're currently in like three years ago. That was when I got rid of the Cutco <laughs> knives. I had them for 25 years and I took them up on their lifetime guarantee. And twice during that time, I shipped them back to Cutco and they sharpened them and replaced the ones that couldn't be sharpened. It was the best investment I ever made. And I thought, oh, I'm not gonna like get, like this is a stupid thing to buy. But I mean, because they had that you know guarantee on them, and I took advantage of it, I kept everything I needed to be able to send mm-hmm. them back. And I think I paid $7 to like get them sharpened. Um, But I also have a couple of, of good knives that I found someone um, to do like knife sharpening, right? And I took them, I dropped them off at them, and they sharpened the knives. But we tend to not think like that anymore. We're like, Oh, just get rid of it. I'll just get a new one. Yeah. rather than let me try to maintain what I currently have.
0: Yeah. And I think it's, it's just like a mindset shift. And I think too. It's, it's like, I will like living in 700 square feet has really, you know, I feel like I I I edit or I purge or whatever more frequently. But I think the more I do it, I, I become more and more mindful of like, I really can't be buying more stuff because we don't have room for it. And so, you know, like I was cleaning out our bathroom vanity yesterday. And I was expecting to find like all sorts of stuff I like never used. But I really like my makeup. I I'm just like I don't wear the same amount of makeup I wore in like high school or even college and some of that is it's been in the past few years it's been very like natural beauty glowy skin just like it's not like 20 2010 when like everyone's doing smoky eye or whatever so like I don't buy like all this new makeup I I wait till I run out of something and I just buy that again because I know I like it and so it's like I actually didn't find besides the throat lozenges. Like, there really wasn't that much I had to throw out because I was like, I've done such a better job recently of just buying what I know I need. Like when my face wash runs out, I just buy more of the same face wash. Right,
1: right. And not go like, let me try six different kinds. Mm-hmm. And, no, I agree with you on that. And I think sometimes you're right. It's like, pick the thing that you really want or the quality that you know you want. And it's going to end up being cheaper in the end than buying a bunch of stuff that really wasn't your first choice or that you're just trying out and it doesn't work out. By the way, who thought smoky eye was a good idea? I never understood that. I I don't, not, know. I, don't have a, I don't have a lot of makeup skills. So that was hard. Well, and I think the other thing, too, is I think there are, you know, seasons of life and areas of your life that are more friendly to minimalism at different stages. Right. I mean, obviously, when you have young kids, you know, there's a fair amount of stuff that can go along. I mean, you don't have to have every, you know, mm hmm. Single thing known to man, How? although I will tell you as a new mom, it's like when you have a crying baby and someone's like, oh, XYZ helps with a crying baby. I'm like, I am going to get X, Y, Z. And if it works, I'm going to get 10 of them, right? Yeah. Um, it never, it never works. But I mean, so there is some of that. So I think it's, you know, trying to remember that there may be periods of your life or areas of your life
0: that are more or less minimalistic, just kind of depending on your stage. Yeah, but I, I do think, and I don't have kids. And so, you know, check back with me and whenever that is. But I know, and I think we talked about her in the last episode, the account on Instagram, Barta House. Mm-hmm. And like I again, I don't have a whole home worth of space to fill. But I do think, and like I see all of these people with young kids who live in apartments like our size. And it's I'm sure it's just so different than if you have a kid and you live in the suburbs. It's like if you live in a two-bedroom apartment, it's not like you have a playroom. You don't have all this stuff. And so it's like, yes, there's, there's, you know, stuff you need. But I remember when we were looking at our current apartment and we were with our realtor and we brought in a contractor because if we do live in this apartment when we have kids, like we're going to put up a wall to make like, they call it a den up here. It's just like a little partition wall um, to make like a nursery or an office or whatever. And Drew was like, well, I feel like this is so small. Like, it's not like a real nursery, and our realtor who like had like a two year old at that point when she was like people up here like you, they put their kids in like walk in closets. It's like you have a crib and a changing table, and other than that, like you take them to the park, you take them right and like the coffee shop around the corner from us has a play area in it, and so it's like it's just a different kind of ball game, and so it's just that mindset of like, and it's actually kind of liberating. Like I don't need stuff to like be happy or be able to do this. And like, it's right. like when we were planning the wedding, is it so easy? Like the pat, the last like few months when you're just like, I'm just going to buy everything. Cause I don't want to not have it. And it's like, right at the end of the day, like, did it really matter when I'm trying to think of some, like when we bought those like sugar peanut sweet boxes. Oh my
1: gosh. I you, just talked to someone about that.
0: Did Like, yes, it looked great in the photos. And like, I think I ate mine when I was sitting waiting for the food to come out. Cause I was just like dying. Cause I was, hadn't eaten anything all day. But it's like, did we really need those? Like, no, but we just wanted to feel prepared. So we bought more stuff. Right, yeah.
1: No, I I agree. And I think it is also reminding yourself I mean I have an issue with books in particular that's one area like I love buying a new book I love you know Mm -hmm. but I have so many books that I need to read and you know or I finished reading a book and I'll I just left a book out in California with your sister because I'd finished reading it actually it was our August book club book that book was
0: so good that was
1: so good I can't wait to talk about it we can't get into that now but I read that very quick and I actually left it uh for Meredith out in California because I was like I don't want to bring this back on the plane in my suitcase in the middle of this trip because you know I can get another book, so I'm going to leave that one out there. So, again, it's also thinking about how you kind of can turn things over, not always adding to, but swapping out. And yeah. of
0: course, the way to do that is to use your public library. And well, borrow that's books. what I was going to say is, I've gotten really into the Hoboken Library. And I like request a book and so I was actually in Target last night with Drew and there were a bunch of books and I saw I read like the every girl website like I am always reading that and they had their like, you know, new release thriller right article where they rated all these books and i was like oh wow like i love thrillers like i need a new book cuz i just finished happy place for our august book club and so i took a picture of the ones i liked and i was like I'm re- i need to remember to go on to the library and like request these books as i get them um because it's totally free and like it's just and then it's like i don't run out like I, I have no more space on my bookshelf so it's like right. if i get another book right. it's like where do i put it
1: but then we would have to talk about the fact that you put the books on your bookshelf so the pages are facing out. Nope, so do you I, really know I, what books you have?
0: <laughs> I don't do that anymore. I, I turn them around so they're right. Oh my gosh. When I come visit you, I'm going to actually see the spines of your books. Yeah. I, did I am it. so
1: excited. I had them all
0: turned with the pages out. So they were all white. <laughs> they weren't colored. Oh my gosh. Wait, so what do you think the area of your
1: life is that you're most minimalist in right now? And what area do you really want to work on?
0: I think, I think what I'm trying to work on is it's like what we were just talking about with the wedding is whenever I'm like in a new season or like whenever I'm starting something new, this kind of goes back to like our hobbies episode where like I wanted to do watercolor. So I spent like $70 on watercolor Mm -hmm. supplies Mm -hmm. is I think I like make myself feel like I need to buy a lot of stuff to feel prepared to do. You know, if it's start a new job, you buy a new wardrobe. If you're moving to a new apartment, you buy all new stuff, like all of that. And it's yeah. like, I really don't like you can, whatever you have is fine. And so I think just like reframing the thought of like, okay, like, you know, even like we're so far off from having kids, but I'm like, oh my God, like we can't fit this crib in the apartment. So like we, we can't have kids or whatever. And it's like, You're able, like, you know, you don't need to buy something to feel ready to do something. Right. And so that's one area. And then I will say, like, as I, you know, get later in my twenties, I, you know, it's not so much like I'm just like starting out and I've like only gotten my first few paychecks. Like as I get more and more money and I'm able to save and all of that, like, I feel like I'm really trying to be cognizant of lifestyle inflation, Like Mm -hmm. just because I can buy something doesn't mean I need to. Um, And it's like, you know, I don't need all these like designer pieces. I know I was talking about the Gucci slides I wanted, but uh, you don't need all these designer pieces to like feel successful and and all of that. I think it's more so just like, okay, if I, if I'm like, Oh, I really want to watch. It's like, okay, you don't need a Rolex to like have a nice watch. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Whereas I feel like that's like the, especially in like, I work in Midtown. Like I work in the block with Cartier. Like it's, people are wearing designer clothes all over the place. And it's just all these like luxury stores I walk by every day when I'm like going to get coffee at work. And it's like, okay, I don't need those to like be successful in my job. Right. I can buy like- Well, and I
1: I can tell you that- when you want to buy something to be prepared, it's not that I bought it, but I went out on the golf course today and spoiler alert, I don't golf. And I was like, Oh, well, I'm wearing like a golf skirt and a golf shirt. So I mean, I'm looking the part I'm, it didn't matter what I look like. I was terrible. I actually injured myself trying to golf. I like scraped my own hand. And I did that while I missed the ball eight times in a row. And so that was the last hole I played, which was the second hole, because I'm like, I can't I can't do this. Um, So you're right. I mean, I just because I think, oh, I want to try golf, I don't need to go out and like buy myself golf clubs.
0: Yes, no, I feel the same way. And golf is on my list of things to try. But I'm like, oh, well, I don't have clubs. And like, I'm a lefty and a woman who's tall, like, Am I gonna be able to rent a pair of tall women's left-handed clubs? And she's like, it doesn't matter. I, like you could wait, you could dope. use a pair of men's clubs. Like you would be fine. Uh, But what are you trying to work on in terms of your minimalism? Well, I mean, we're really reevaluating
1: our housing situation, right? I mean, we don't have the need uh, necessarily to be in Dallas um, due to jobs right now. So we're thinking about, you know, where do we want to live? And what does that look like? Mm -hmm. And I definitely think as you girls get more settled, you know, I really want to be, I want to have periods of time where I can be by each of you, but you're also establishing your own place. So I don't necessarily the 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 season to have the big family home that everybody came home to might be passed because we don't even live where you guys, you know, kind of, you know, were raised in middle school and high school. We don't live there anymore. It's not like I don't I don't think we should get this family home now. Because mm-hmm. it's not your family home. It's not even where you grew up. So I think we're trying to figure out how do we want to live and how do we want to have the flexibility to spend as much time with the three of you who can you know, conveniently or inconveniently live in three different states and <laughs> three different parts of the country. Um, and you know, where do we want to be? And, and what does that look like? So I think we're really going to be facing a lot of that over the next year. I would say wardrobe-wise, this trip is really... I'm learning a lot about wardrobe because honestly, I just like to wear the same few things and I'm a pretty casual, casual person. But even, you know, when I dress up, it's like jeans and a blazer. You know, I like shoes. I I actually do love shoes, but I also really like comfy shoes. Right. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't need to have, you know, all these pairs of heels, which I do have some of, um, but I think, you know, being more true to myself in my style, of course, every once in a while, I'm going to want to dress up and I want to have something to wear for that, but it doesn't matter. What if I just have one or two outfits and whenever I dress up, I always wear those. I mean, I'm not going to see the same people. I'm pretty much going to be seeing, you know, my husband and maybe you guys. So if (laughs) I wear the same thing, you don't care.
0: Yeah, no, I know. It's just a, it's just a shift in mindset. Um, yeah, and accessories can do a lot like jewelry, jackets, all of that. Yes. Um, yeah. But no, I think, I mean, I don't really think, again, kind of like the, well, kind of like every episode here, I don't think we really, you know, defined minimalism or how to be a minimalist. But I feel like we, we had a good discussion in terms of, you know, our journeys. I think it's just, you know, you can only, you can only strive to do better so it's like you know yes just being more mindful when you shop is i feel like right. my my takeaway
1: and i think that's that's we've talked about this on other topics I think we need to lose the righteousness that some people have around some of these topics. There's not one right way to be minimalist. There's not one right interior decorating style. There's not one, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We talked about that, I think last episode, just because you decorate more in neutral tones doesn't mean you're any less creative or have less of a beautiful, interesting space than someone who decorates with a lot of color. Same thing. I mean, people who are minimalist in one area or they're minimalist in a way that somebody else still sees them as having a lot of stuff, it's not really about that. It's about for you, are you feeling at peace with what you own, what you're spending, how that all fits together? And, you know, we don't ever want our lives to become about the possessions or Mm -hmm. possessions to bring us stress. So everyone's going to have a different level and a different litmus test for that. But I think it's, it's helpful to have the discussions as long as people are just open-minded that their experience is just one experience. Right. Um, But I do learn a lot. I mean, of course I read the Marie Kondo stuff. Do I sit around and touch everything I have and ask if it sparks joy? Absolutely not. Um, Because I mean, there's (laughs) some things I actually need that don't spark any joy, but I probably should, keep them around. Um, you know, and I there's people, you know, Instagram accounts, I follow, that are, you know, super minimalist, they don't have a lot of stuff around. And that might work for me in some areas and not in others. Um, but you know, like with anything, you can always find someone who's more extra than you are. So um, if you think you have a That's lot of, stuff or, you know, just go look at some uh, account or find someone that just has, you know, a million pairs of shoes or something. Um, and you'll realize you're not so bad off.
0: No, I know you could go watch like hoarding Barry alive or something, but, um, no, I think well, hoarding is actually a mental, that's a, that's a
1: mental condition. And I do really feel bad for the psychology around people who feel like they just have to surround themselves with that level of possession.
0: Yes. Yes. That's true. I'm sorry. That was insensitive. Um, no one in this family is a hoarder, but I guess, you know, wrapping it up, just keep, you know, what is it? What is the word? Um, you're not supposed to say purge. You're supposed to say edit. Oh, edit. Keep editing your life until it really does bring you joy. Um, and, yeah. So we'll be back next week with another topic. Hopefully mom's Wi Fi. Oh, well, my gosh. Hopefully we end this recording and we have audio for you. Otherwise, it's gonna be me getting back on and doing a solo <laughs> minimalism. I know. Well, and 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 you know where we are next week in our road trip is
1: probably even a little remote than we are now. So we'll have to see we'll have to see how the Wi Fi is. But I'm going to see you in a couple weeks on the road trip. And maybe we can record some episodes in person.
0: Oh, yeah, that'll be so so fun. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll, we'll be back next week and we'll talk to you guys then. Bye. All right. Talk to you later, Maddie. Bye.